Romeo and Juliet. This is Act One, Scene Two. Enter Capulet, County Paris, and Peter, a servant. Capulet. But Montague is bound as well as I, in penalty alike, and tis not hard, I think, for men so old as we to keep the peace. Paris. Of honorable reckoning are you both, and pity tis you lived at odds so long. But now, my lord, what say you to my suit? Capulet. But saying or what I have said before, my child is yet a stranger in the world. She hath not seen the change of fourteen years. Let two more summers wither in their pride, ere we may think her ripe to be a bride. Paris. Younger than she, our happy mother's maid. Capulet. And too soon marred are those so early made. Earth hath swallowed all my hopes, but she, she's the hopeful lady of my earth. But woo her, gentle Paris, get her heart. My will to her consent is but a part, and she agreed within her scope of choice, lies my consent and bear according voice. This night I hold an old accustomed feast, whereto I have invited many a guest, such as I love, and you among the store, one more, most welcome, makes my number more. At my poor house, look to behold this night earth treading stars that make dark heaven light. Such comfort as do lusty young men feel when apparelled April on the heel of limping winter treads. Even such delight among fresh fennel buds shall you this night inherit at my house. Hear all, all see, and like her most, whose merit most shall be, which on more view of many mine, being one, may stand in number, though in reckoning none. Come, go with me. To Peter, giving him a paper. Go, Sirrah, trudge about through fair Verona. Find those persons out whose names are written there, and to them say, My house and welcome on their pleasure stay. Exuant. Capulet and Paris. Peter. Find them out whose names are written here? It is written that the shoemaker should meddle with his yard, and the tailor with his last, the fisher with his pencil, and the painter with his nets. But I am sent to find those persons whose names are here writ, and can never find what names the writing person hath here writ. I must to the learned and good time. Enter Benvolio and Romeo. Benvolio. Tut, man, one fire burns out another's, another's burning. One pain is lessened by another's anguish. Turn giddy and be helped by backward turning. One desperate grief cures with another's languish. Take thou some new infection to the eye, and the rank poison of the old will die. Romeo. Your plantain leaf is excellent for that. Benvolio. For what, I pray thee? Romeo. For your broken shin. Benvolio. Why, Romeo, art thou mad? Romeo. Not mad, but bound more than a madman is, shut up in prison, kept without my food, whipped and tormented, and... Good e'en, good fellow. Peter. God, I good e'en. I pray, sir, can you read? Romeo. I, mine own fortune and my misery. Peter. Perhaps you have learned it without a book, but I pray, can you read anything you see? Romeo, aye, if I know the letters and the language. Peter, ye say honestly, rest you, Mary, 
Romeo. Stay, fellow, I can read. He reads the letter. Signor Martino and his wife and daughters, County Anselmi and his beauteous sisters, the lady widow of Vertruvio, Signor Placentio and his lovely nieces, Mercutio and his brother Valentine, mine uncle Capulet, his wife and daughters, my fair niece Rosaline and Livia, Signor Valentino and his cousin Tybalt, Lucio and the lively Helena, a fair assembly. Whither should they come? Peter, up. Romeo, whither? To supper? Peter, to our house. Romeo, whose house? Peter, my master's. Romeo, indeed, I should have asked thee that before. Peter, now I'll tell you without asking. My master is the great rich Capulet, and if you be not of the house of the Montagues, I pray come and crush a cup of wine. Rescue Mary. Exit Peter. Benvolio. At this same ancient feast of Capulets sups the fair Rosaline, whom thou so loves, with all the admired beauties of Verona. Go thither, and with unattained eye compare her face with some that I shall show, and I will make thee think thy swan a crow. Romeo. When the devout religion of mine eye maintains such falsehood, then turns tears to fires. And these who often drowned could never die, transparent heretics be burnt for liars. One fairer than my love, the all-seeing sun ne'er saw her match since first the world begun. Tut, you saw her fair, none else being by, herself poised with herself in either eye. But in that crystal scales, let there be weighed your lady's love against some other maid that I will show you shining at the feast, and she shall scant show well that now shows best. Romeo, I'll go along, no such sight to be shown, but to rejoice and splendor of mine own. Exuant. And that is the end of Act One, Scene Two of Romeo and Juliet. Thanks for listening. A quick recap of Act 1, Scene 2 of Romeo and Juliet. Now, this is a very short scene where Capulet and Count Paris are discussing how both Capulet and Montague are under oath from the, the prince to keep the peace. And Paris turns the conversation to his desire to marry Capulet's daughter, Juliet. Capulet thinks that Juliet is too young. She's only 14. And he wants to wait a couple years to have this discussion. Count Paris is a bit persistent. And Capulet says to him, well, go ahead, but that Juliet must also consent. Now, Capulet is also throwing a party and he invites Count Paris and he gives a guest list to the illiterate Peter and tells Peter to find all the people on the list and to invite them. Peter goes about trying to figure out whose names are on this list and he sees Romeo and Benvolio having a discussion and he asks Romeo to read the guest list to him. Now, there are many beautiful women invited to this party, and Benvolio thinks that this is the perfect time, the perfect opportunity for Romeo to see other women to get his mind off of Rosaline. And Peter invites Romeo to the shindig, but only if he's not of the house of the Montagues. And that's a quick wrap up of Act One, Scene Two of Romeo and Juliet. Thanks for listening. <laughs>